Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Professional Insight Podcast, uh, episode 35, season 35. two. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Brand Boulevard. And if you've been listening up until now, it's obviously our sponsors are Purell. Tim Hortons, we're trying to get to. Oh, so. God. And. And just this pen. Isn't Roll Up the Rim already started? It's, uh, on, it's online this time now. Like March 11th. Yeah, but I thought they Kleenex had specialty cups that they were giving out, like reusable or yeah, ones that you had to buy. To, they're, trying to, they're trying to save face by killing the Roll Up the Rim. I I don't know. This one is uh, In God We Trust, so it's American. American. America. Yeah. America. 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 Anyway, America. Uh, my name is Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. I'm Josh Bond. And Trevor Lindy. Um, so we've been getting some questions um, to all of us, actually, because we all have ex- experience, but mainly the, the lawyer-specific, the more lawyer-ish questions. Um, <laughs> you know, rules and regulations and all that crap um, about having tenants and having a rental property, and tenant or whatever it's called, yeah. being Buying a landlord. and selling and all well, that fun uh, stuff. Yeah, let, well, let me look at it, first of all, from a purchaser's perspective. If you're buying a property, you got to make sure that your intentions are well addressed, and Jeff, you'll attest to this, within the agreement of purchase and sale. If you're buying something other than a single-family residence or even a single-family residence that is tenanted. Yes. Okay. Residential real estate. Residential real estate. I'm not talking commercial. Commercial is a little bit unique. Uh, so, you know, give me a call or give your lawyer a call with respect to advice with respect to commercial real estate. But on the residential side, if you're looking at a tenanted property... You have to make sure, one, if you want to live in this property, that it's, it's, it's very clear that what you want is vacant possession of the property on closing and that you're not assuming any tenancies in the agreement of purchase and sale. You want to look sale. at their leases for sure, right? 100%. Is it 100%. Is it yearly? Is, you know, well, yeah. and that's just it. Legally speaking, uh, f- under the Landlord-Tenant Act, if it is a, ten- a, a termed tenancy, mm-hmm. you can't request vacant possession nope until the end of that tenancy. And a lot of people... Unless the tenant otherwise agrees to an early termination. Uh, then you got to compensate them now too, right? Usually there's a compensation I, piece. That's going to be negotiated. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a little... The compensation piece is more around um, <clears throat> you, you trying to take the security back. So trying to occupy it yourself, you're supposed to give them... Well, the difficult part now is if you're, you're evicting a tenant, the, the rents are astronomical now so if they've got a, a, a beneficial rent rate they're not getting so and, and and well just now see that goes to the, the now if you're going to occupy this property mm-hmm. right there's certain um there's certain set grounds under which you can evict a tenant mm-hmm. under the residential tenancies act one of them is for owner occupancy right so if yes. you want to occupy that property that's currently or, or immediate tenanted, family too right? or immediate family then I mean, that's something that has to be covered off within your agreement of purchase and sale, and you have to require the seller to provide the appropriate notices to the tenants. Mm -hmm. Now, that's going to get you, you know, a foot in the door at least, Mm -hmm. but that's not the end of the story, right? You still want to insist on a vacant possession of that property. Mm -hmm. Just by virtue of the fact that they've issued the appropriate notice doesn't necessarily mean that that tenant's going to be vacated. No. Correct. Right? Because a lot of times what you'll do in law is you'll run that notice with an application to actually evict the tenant. Well, and, and this is where you got to be really careful how you do up the actual paperwork for agreement of purchase and sale because some people can put on there, if it's not vacant on closing, I can walk. Yes. And some people say you have to assume the tenant Correct. regardless. If they don't get out, it's not Correct. my problem. Yes. Right. So you really got to see how it's worded because 
some agents will put it somewhere, Very some much put it the so. other way, and yep. it's just the wording. So really, lawyer approval, yeah. I'd and say, is a must on any kind of purchase. Like I, I Even would, just uh, lining up your closing date, right? Like that That's something that can be an easier way to do it, Yep. right? Where, you know, they've got to give notice from the first of the month. It's 60 days notice as long as it's month to month or the yeah, end of the tenancy is coming up. Close the first of the month. Close a couple of days That's later, exactly so what I'm saying. So it gives them the, the opportunity offer. to make sure... As the purchaser to make sure it's vacant. For me, as the buying agent, I put the onus on the on the seller. If I was the seller, I'd put the onus on the buyer. So that's the <laughs> argument you yep. got right there, right? Yep. And any lawyer would do the same thing for his client. 100%. Correct. So it, it, it's kind of a a, a, mat of, a, a match of wits who's yep. going to get there. Yeah, it's a negotiating piece, right? Yeah. And, and it because can come it down to where you could kill that that right there, too. So it's <laughs> there's so many headaches in it. It's, it, it yeah. You know? it, it's, it's a very finicky process. It could go smooth. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, it... Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I've like had, I've had as many becomes problems. problems when the tenant doesn't Correct. want to leave. Right, that's the flip side. That's right? that's when it becomes the problem. When and the that's tenant why doesn't I was saying, don't only require that notice is given, but require that vacant possession is provided. So anybody selling the property should, at that point in time, say, "Well, I'm not only giving them the notice; I'm also bringing an application before the board." I mean, yeah, get them to sign an N11 if they can. If they can, right? absolutely. That's the problem. Because you have that ability because the purchaser is going to occupy the property. Yeah. That en- enables well, you to give a 60-day notice, I also notice, saw right? whispers of well, Ford trying to make it easier to evict people and all that right now. There's a uh, that was, so that was floating around on social media. I yeah. Okay, no, I so the, the one notice you're referring to is that a notice that you would give, a landlord would give to a tenant that you mutually yeah, agree so to the agree end of the sign. tenancy. Correct. Correct. So if that's set now, the residential tenancies. Hold technic- on a sec. Hold on a sec. Yeah. The residential tenancies act have prescribed forms too. Yeah. Correct. That these notices have to be that's put on. That's mutual agreement and, too. And so one's a mutual agree, agreement. Yeah. Anybody listening needs to know that any communication between landlord and tenant, tenant and landlord, must use the prescribed forms Correct. by the landlord tenant board. Otherwise. Anything you're trying to do is null and void. Could, could well not necessarily null and void, but could definitely compromise your position in all of it. Right? The well, the reason I say null and void is yeah. because if you try to go before the board without the proper forms, yeah. the board's just going to throw it out. They're, they're, they're so basically, definitely, if I got an email from me to my client, my tenant, and saying, "Do you agree to to, to move out on this day?" Doesn't and they mean say anything. yes. That means nothing. No, nope. I, I, I doesn't don't mean anything. Full disclosure: I don't practice residential tenancies. Yeah. So I don't know definitively if 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 you would have any standing at all, if there's at least something in writing is better than nothing. Yeah. But my understanding is you want the full protection, put it on the proper form. Put it on the proper form. Right? So I, and I have had it in, in two different ways where the tenant has just typed me up a letter mm-hmm. saying that I'm ending tenancy. Um, and landlord tenant board told me I'm an, I'm SOL. There's nothing I can do about oh, so it. So they did it. They lied, and then they and and it took re- them longer to. It, basically, yeah, yeah. Right? Basically, the reason I, I was having the, the the situation to begin with is all of a sudden the first of the month has passed. I've got new tenants moving in, mm-hmm. and they can't get in because the old tenants are still there. Jeez. That was a nightmare yeah. to be in. And then I've had it where uh, you know a tenant has said to me. A tenant has given me notice that they're going to be leaving at a certain date via text message. And I was able to take that text message history and apply to the board for an eviction order. So that's the difference, right? Like there's basically there's, there's notices and then there's request for eviction. The landlord tenant board is the only one that can actually 
in force. Actually, they can't even they enforce can't it. Enforce. That, that's the sheriff the is story, responsible right? to, for enforcement that's of right. it, but they can rule in favor of. And in my instance with the text message scenario was the tenant sent me a text message, didn't leave. I'm saying, well, no, you told me you're out. They were a nightmare tenant to begin with. Yep. Um, and they were just manipulating the which, system which to try and stay. You know exactly which one <laughs> well, it was because yeah, we ended up selling. I've had a few. Um <laughs> But no, this one was over uh, the property on Linwell with the last okay. tenants. Yeah. The one, the ones that made me decide I'm done landlording, and that stole my appliances. Yeah, my fridge and my dishwasher. That was a good experience. Um, anyways, to get that, uh, to get the eviction order put in place, uh, the the basically the landlord tenant board said no, based on your application. They didn't recognize. Your rec- no, they actually did in this instance. Okay. They said based on my application for eviction. Uh, the history of, cause there's a couple of applications that you can get for your computer that will actually timestamp and, and like properly, like enough so that a court would, uh, have enough Teeth. evidence. Yep. Yeah. To, to basically That's be able to support a decision. Yes, uh, so there was enough evidence through the text message history there that. that they were able to, to grant the eviction order in my case. They didn't need to now for all intents and purposes, the tenant could have still, appealed the decision. They still had a window of opportunity to appeal the decision, go before the board. Now that would have been an even bigger headache. But just don't do it, right? I mean, don't rely on it. Unless well, you're in a position where you're absolutely forced to lawyer approval, right? lawyer approval, so, lawyer approval. Well, one of the one of the, the comments, one of the comments that you made guessing. though. So you get it on the proper form. Hey, I'm selling the property. Person buying the property, it's written properly in the agreement that they're occupying yep. or occupied. So I'm covered now as the seller of that property. As the seller, though, I can't apply to the board for eviction order until the date has passed. Date has passed for notice. So Possession? I give no. So I for 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 them to leave. So right now, let's say so we're. Mm, I don't believe that's correct. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure that you can run your application. Yeah. They won't necessarily hear you. Yeah. But I believe you can bring your application. So it lines up time. So it lines up. Okay. I'd have to double check. Yeah. I'd have to double check so to, le- to make like certain. Like I, I subscribe to the Landlord Self-Help Center, yeah. um, which is a great resource. I was able to buy Get a lifetime membership. <laughs> yeah. As, as a landlord, they only help landlords. They don't help tenants. Um, and that was my experience with them. And, and the, the reason I bring that, because you call the Landlord Tenant Board for a question you can call the landlord tenant board, let's say two different times. And one of the people you're getting on the phone is a a tenant themselves. Another person you're getting on the phone is a landlord themselves. You will get two completely different answers Mm -hmm. skewed. Whereas when I called the landlord self-help center as a member, I'm allowed to do so. When I would pick up the phone and call them and ask questions of them, that was the answer that I got is until you can't apply. So you give notice. So let's say right now, uh, so it would be April one. Uh, so the earliest would be May 31st that the tenant would have to be out. They informed me that in this case, May 31st would be the, that, that date, if they weren't out, that would be the date that I would have to file for the eviction order because you're not actually filing for eviction because you've given them the agreement that you've entered into this purchase and sale agreement and they need to vacate by. So here's that. So until they, they, um, what's the right word I'm looking for until they disobey the request to vacate, yep. 
you can't request an eviction order from the landlord so tenant board. I don't see. That's I'm, what landlord self help yeah. center has told me. Yeah. I'm going on that. I'd have to Yours double check next time we're in. I'll get confirmation of that. Because Perfect. My, my understanding was is that you can bring the application. Yep. You don't want it heard, obviously. Okay. Right, because you can't have it heard that they didn't evict. They did, that they, they didn't, didn't leave vacate on yes. the basis of this notice if they haven't, if that time frame hasn't lapsed. Yes. But if you bring an application that yeah. runs congruently with that time frame, yeah. then you're not in a position where you've issued okay. the notice, the, initi- the notice has lapsed, and then you're starting the process because then it's you're looking at it on top of the two-month notice. Yes. Just say two-month notice for, for owner occupancy. Yeah. You're adding another couple of months on for the application process before the board you well you're at the very least you're adding on a few weeks for the the reason why i say a few you could very well be right if it ends up being a couple of months because if it's a circumstance where now the landlord tenant board wants to hear both sides of the case in order to yeah you're dragged out right but if it's something that they can make the ruling on and just say oh no plain and simple but in something like that unfortunately they're going to probably drag it yeah, out but May court 31st, for a couple months. May 31st, if you're not allowed to even apply yep. until after the notice expires, yep. then you've got to submit the application. Yes. You've got to get a hearing date, yep. right? And I, I don't think that Sometimes that hearing dates aren't within... even granted, though. That's where, where I'm going with that oh, part okay. of it. Sometimes they don't, like in my case, where I was saying, they made a determination based on the text official. message and my request for eviction, like my application. There was enough evidence there that they didn't need to hear any more from me. And they determined... That so it they was did it just on the basis of an application that you submitted? Along with the text message yeah, yeah, correspondence. Yeah, with evidence. Supporting with, yeah, oh, with supporting see. evidence. Oh, they were surprised. able to grant me the eviction order. Yeah. They did. We didn't have to arrange a court date. What does Facebook say? What is, who gives a... <laughs> what Facebook says? <laughs> trying to lighten it up a little bit. I, right? Jeez, well, like I hear you. Staring each other's eyes. Well, I'm going to... But, but speaking <laughs> to my... Yeah, yeah, there we go. Speaking from my personal... Anymore. Speaking from my personal experience, actually using the government forms um, actually saved my bacon. Um, yes. Because... Yeah. because in, in this particular case, because you were the one, Trevor, that advised me, don't do anything, email, text, nothing, get, yeah. use those N11s and yes. whatever. Yeah. And so what happened was is um, my clients were uh, – my clients. My tenants, tenants their clients. Were, um, no, they're not my client. No, my tenants were – they were buying a home. Yeah, well, what, they tenant were your client. client. They were your tenant. Your That's yeah. what I mean. Oh, yeah, got yeah. it. I don't I mean it. like Sun Life, C.R. Smith Financial Oh, got client. it, got I'm it, just got talking. it. Yeah, so they were they they advised me, hey, we put an offer on the house. We're going to be moving out end of February. Now, based on this is the what, condo we sold. Yeah, this yeah. is this yeah. is before. This is this is what per, start. Remember, I told you we couldn't sell until I wanted you to start in March. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, long story short, they said we'll be out by the end of February. I said, great. Here's the form that you have to sign. Here's my signature. Agree that it says we're February twenty eighth. Right. So they signed, sent it back. Well, during what ended up happening was there was a domino effect that the person that was selling their house or buying another property moved it up, moved it up because they their the property that they purchased fell through. Yeah. Well, they were great tenants, so I didn't really care, mm-hmm. but it it affected us whether or not we could sell. But you want you wanted to win, wait to the spring market anyway. Mm-hmm. However, I used that as leverage and said, "Listen, you have a form that you got to be out is saying end of February." So. Because I have, they go, this is a government form. 
I go, all right, you know what? We'll do a revision until the end of March, but you got to let my realtor to come in and I need to get, get the work done. Yeah. I need the floors yeah. done. I need that. Sure, 100%. And so I had them bent over a barrel, yep. essentially, yep. legally. Yep. And I told them that the conse- what the consequences were. But see, realistically, you didn't have them bent over a barrel. Because at the end of the day, they didn't vacate. What are you going to do? Well, so you... Uh, I you could, gotta, I, no, so but I could go and instance, ask for an eviction order. Yeah, and how long yeah. is it going to take? Well, I don't know. More than a month, probably. Yeah, but what you don't know, you don't know. I no, mean, no, like, but, but, they were great people. I did not go down that path but with that, them. That's, 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 a, that's a fortunate story. It is yeah, a fortunate right? story. Yeah. A lot of times when you're in that situation. But imagine if I didn't you know use I mean? the yes. N8 or whatever it was. Right? Yeah. It wouldn't, you wouldn't how, have that teeth. I would not, wouldn't have had any, yeah. any teeth. That yeah. wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that one was, a, yeah, N11 is, is mutual. Well, I, sure. Regardless. I, I, I think like that's what he's, he entered into, though, an yeah. agreement to end the... Yeah, yeah. They, they Both parties agreed to yeah. it. I think it's an... Um, I think most people would yeah, be more it's, worried if you sign a paper, they're going to fall. I've been out of practice. Right. The actual forms. They're not, most I did of them it won't. in 2006, right. I think, residential tenancies. Yeah, like it's been a while for me, so to, to remember specifically what what the actual but I have no, I have no desire life. to be a now, tenant. Now, one thing, you know, for anybody listening that might be thinking, so Brandon didn't have to sign anything with them to extend as he, for all intents and purposes, legally could have applied to the board for eviction within 30 days of them not. So if February 28th was the date, you had until... March, March 31st, 31st to actually to well the only problem in extend the only problem in extending it is now all of a sudden they've just got an extra 30 days whereas in that circumstance if it was February 28th as long as you applied to the board by March 31st for eviction order you just have to provide notice it's but not even going to get it so they co-op yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah right? like in his so case like they were they were good is, in the, if anybody else is in these circumstances, you don't necessarily don't extend have it. To. Yeah, yeah you don't have you to might extend be it. Shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, don't extend. Yeah. It. You're, you're going to give yourself another give 30, thirty days. days. You're going to give them sixty. Yeah, right. Right, because of the procedural yeah. time frame. And and by coming into agreement, the landlord tenant board, you could end up being in a position where you're you're tied up in their court system for eight weeks. Well, there's definitely over an appeal it, right? period, right? Yeah, absolutely. Usually for any is. order. So I mean, even after you've got an order from the tribunal that says your tenant is to vacate on this date. They cannot leave. I thought he lost his... Either he's stroking out or he's No, but I mean, it's it's frustrating because even at that point where you've gone through giving them the notice, going to a hearing, getting a decision, the tenant still doesn't move out, you got to hire the sheriff and you got to pay more cash. Real quick, here's, here's a horror story from Adam, one of our mutual clients. Yeah. First student rental property he bought... The landlord put it up for sale because the tenants were not paying rent. So six months, yeah. loses it to power of sale. This is when I was really new of it. Yeah. Bought it, decently, like 135 yeah. way back in the yeah. day, right? Bought it, took possession. He moved in. Everyone, they signed everything they're supposed to. Yeah. Took possession. He goes in there with sledgehammers the day of, like the day after, 5, 3 in the morning. They're still sleeping upstairs. Comes to fisticuffs almost. Oh, wow. Police are called. Police come there. The tenants had the uh, the rights. Couldn't do nothing. As soon as it changed possession of power of sale, all the rent they were done was wiped out, started new, <laughs> had to get them out. You know the only way we got them out? Sheriff. 250 bucks, money. you get them out in a week. You get out in a week, 250 bucks cash for you. you, you First guy took it. Yeah. Gone in a day. 
Second guy, a day after a week. I'm out now. Where's my money? You're, you're a day late. <laughs> but all, all that rent wiped out for six months that yeah. made the landlord lose the property because he couldn't afford to pay the bills. Yeah. Yep. Start it new on a power yep. sale. So if you ever buy a power sale that's a rental property, yep. you better get lawyer's approval on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a world of hurt yeah, if you bad. don't. It's worth the, the money you're paying the lawyer to look yeah. it over. Now, that's a little bit of a different situation as well. <coughs> Obviously, contact the lawyer if you're in a situation where what you're buying is a student rental, where there's a shared kitchen and, and shared facilities, because that's well, a little it's a power bit, of sale, too. Like, yeah, yeah, power of sale. But just in terms of all of wow. our discussion has been surrounded like uh, self-contained units, not yeah. shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's different, different provisions, and I don't even know if the Residential Tenancies Act applies to a situation where there's... Well, there's fire safety issues and all that too, and then like like yeah, it comes down to bylaws and 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 sprinkler systems, separate entrances, fire doors, well, even separate uh, um, um, heating systems and stuff like that. Like it's crazy the differences on it. Yeah. Anyways, just throw a little caution to the wind if you're buying something. uh, Throw caution to the wind. Ah, you know. Yeah, and I think the, the message to take from this podcast is that people are hot looking for investment properties because rents are sky high. But the gray hairs they induce are. are, are it's, I, 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 it's. Listen, I, I'm. You can make good money off it. Commercial is one thing. Commercial, I, I, I'd probably entertain. Um, but residential, yeah, never that, again. That yeah. property you guys have right now for Doug's, where I dropped off the. Mm-hmm. the it's gorgeous in there. Wow. Oh, thank you. Was that the link? Yeah, the oh, link. It's yeah. gorgeous yeah. in there. That is like New York. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. Cool. Pretty cool. But, it was actually. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, talk to Cully after uh, Wise Guys because. Uh, there, I read a ar- very good article that was centered around the, the Lincoln and how it was. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. Yeah. and uh, Doing well. Helped uh, revitalize uh, or assist in revitalizing the downtown core. Yeah. 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 But anyways, I digress from there. Well, uh, you thanks, everyone. Yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah. that's like pulling a, yeah. a big tooth. Oh, right? God. He's got so many we'll, things we'll, we'll, uh, on the go. We'll uh, give him a shirt from Nash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shows up. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for uh, listening. Thank you for uh, participating and sending in your questions and to yeah. our. And we think you should petition Trevor to get a shirt. Yeah, and to our uh, and to our sponsors, Brand Boulevard. Go by July. Go find me page. Help right. us. Guaranteed. Help you stay informed. Cheers. Out. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty 
from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.